Welcome to the Chef of X podcast. If you had to, within your own, you know, limits, tell the story of your life. Uh, how would you? How would you go about doing that? Like, what? What's the most important stuff? Would you? Would you consider yourself like reborn after recovery, or would you start from maybe something way back in your childhood, or uh, you know, what would you feel comfortable about sharing? About you know who is who are you? I won't say your name. This is pretty anonymous. But who are you, and what have you been through, and how does that bring you to the person that you are today? So, uh, I like to say genetics and product of my environment yeah. are two things that uh, have played a role in uh, creating um, a man who is uh, very uh, shallow to a point, you know, uh, and uh, uh, it has uh, has, uh, lots of experience in many things, but no real uh, experience in life. Yeah. You know? Uh, I've dipped my hand in uh, from uh, from joining the military to uh, to starting my own business, uh, a uh, rain gutter business that was uh, fairly, uh, it was fairly back in, you know, the 90s, pretty prosperous. Yeah. Uh, only, the only issue uh, with that, I might say, is the IRS didn't like that I had a business <laughs> that was uh, generating uh, some pretty good money. And, uh, yeah, so... Getting back to genetics and uh, product of my environment, uh, by the time I was uh, six, I was a ward of the court. 602 is is, uh, the code for Santa Clara County's uh, ward of the court. And by that, uh, I was orphaned. Uh, I was orphaned by the time... Uh, I was six years old, uh, but by the time uh, I was uh, six months old, yeah, uh, I was a, a ward of the court, meaning uh, I had entered the foster system, uh, and uh, uh, because my uh, biological parents were too wrapped up in uh, um wanting to go and do whatever they wanted to do. They didn't want to be responsible enough to raise children, you know. So uh, so eventually, uh, I ended up in uh, the criminal system. And until I was 18, 
uh, I was, uh, you know, pretty much in and out of institutions and uh, um, juvenile hall. And, uh, and so what actually happened was I didn't develop many friendships. Uh, and because of that, uh, part of part of the whole uh, part of the my, my whole you know uh, uh, frame of mind then was well I better do something so that's when I joined the military. Okay. Yeah. And uh, uh, let me tell you, you know, uh, going into the army uh, was a. Uh, one of the best things I could have done, you know, because uh, I learned discipline and uh, I learned uh, uh, how to uh, conduct myself professionally uh, and how to, uh, you know, be responsible and accountable for my actions. Yes. Uh, so during the time that I was in the military, uh, I was uh, I did not use or drink any kind of mind altering uh, substance, you know, and, uh, and that was a, uh, uh, the time that I can tell you that I learned so much about life, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, I remember growing up, uh, hearing people say, well, be yourself. Don't follow, you know what I mean? Don't be a follower. You want to be yourself, you know? And I was, what does that mean? Be yourself. <laughs> you know, I don't get it. I don't understand, you know? Be yourself. And it wasn't until I joined the military and I seen uh, different cultures, uh, ethnicities, you know, uh, um, come as one, you know, and be a, uh, uh, a, a unity uh, and uh, really make a difference in life that I realized, yeah, you know, an individual... Uh, can be a part of a bigger picture and still be himself or herself. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, it took me, um, it took me, let's see, six years uh, that I was in the military uh, to realize that that's not what I wanted to do with myself. You know, I didn't see a career. Uh, so, uh, I finished my tour, and uh, and this was uh, after 166 missions. Uh, I uh, was a co-pilot for a uh, two-seater plane called Kiowa. They were uh, uh, twin-engine helicopters that uh, basically were for uh, the Marines, and uh, you know we would be pretty much air cover for uh, the Marines going in and uh, I had my main focus was just to make sure that the Marines got through their you know uh, uh, whatever type of mission they were on and uh, it was uh, a good experience but also traumatic because I seen a lot of blood and gore and death too you know but uh, uh, getting back to uh, uh, what happened with uh, me is because my parents, the genetics of being a, a, a Mexican-American born uh, and 
uh, not living with a Mexican-American family, uh, I never picked up Spanish. Yeah, I never learned how to speak Spanish. And, you know, it's a funny thing because I took a course one time <laughs> uh, and uh, it was uh, through uh, a, uh, a adult ed school and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, I couldn't finish that course. You know, it was it was strange. I just didn't feel right about learning Spanish, so I never learned Spanish. You know, uh, and uh, looking back on it, you know, I, it probably closed some doors for uh, definitely employment because a lot of people uh, uh, are looking for bilingual, you know, uh, employees uh, due to the simple fact that. Uh, there's a lot of uh, Mexican nationals, you know, uh, in the United States. So uh, I, it, it didn't bug me, though. I didn't mind not knowing. The whole thing is, is that uh, when I got out of the military, it was kind of like freedom. You know what I mean? I didn't have to, uh, you know, uh, get up early make my bed and, you know, uh, go work out, do chores. And so uh, I uh, wanted to kind of celebrate life. So I sort of uh, went to too many bars and drank too much, you know. And that's how I can tell you, you know, uh, that uh, by drinking constantly uh, and... uh, um, having that as a uh, a way to uh, get through the day uh, by you know having a beer or two or whatever it was that I was involved with, I'm going to say that you know what uh, uh, my thoughts at the time were, well. I still have a lot of life left. You know what I mean? Yeah. I will... How old were you? Uh, I was 21. Okay. Yeah. When you 21. got out of the military. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, it just... Uh, well, well, no. When I got out of the military, uh, I was 25. Yeah. I think I was 25 or 26. Uh, and... Uh, but... Uh, um. I decided to get married, and when I got married, uh, you know, everything changed, you know, and uh, and settled down, and uh, I ended up uh, buying a house here in Santa Clara, uh, and, uh, and um, kind of just settling into, you know, a regular uh, nine-to-five job, uh, we would go camping, and uh, we'd go to baseball and football games, uh, and we had friends, you know what I mean, that'd come over, uh, and we'd have barbecues, and uh, uh, but it just didn't seem like uh, it was going to last uh, because uh, we I married uh, too young, okay. you know, and so uh, I decided that it would be best if uh, I left her. So I went and I moved to Oregon. And uh, when I went to Oregon, it was interesting because uh, 
Uh, I got a job real quick in a school bus yard as a mechanic. And, uh, yeah, uh, the weather was like... I went back. Super cold. I went back to the doctor's. <laughs> yeah. We're in the middle. We're in the, the middle of a very important interview. Weather was like super cold at the time. And so... <laughs> you guys uh, well not even start. <laughs> wait, wait, let's take a break, all right? Okay. I went back. They gave me a big walking boot. Really? You didn't see it? No. I should have gave you some uh, crutches. No, they gave me a big friggin' uh, looks like a ski boot walking boot. Want to interview me? Yes. Actually, I do. Okay. Let's do it right after this. Or you can jump in on this one. Yeah, jump in on this one. Hurry up. Yeah, just hurry up. Go get your pills and come back. I've been sweating all day. Good. I'm gonna jump in the shower. But it was very cold weather. Where was it? Oh, I was at, well, I was in Oregon. I was in Oregon at the time. And, uh, uh, it was like mid January when uh, I got there and uh, I didn't have the right clothes. You know, <laughs> I mean, I had all kinds of just like shorts and like like where Wait, wait, wait. Where were we? Oregon? Yeah, I was okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in a place called uh, Westland, Oregon. And. Uh, uh, the snow was about four feet high, and uh, and so I was working in the school bus yard when. Uh, hey, Cyrus! <laughs> hey. They gave me a big walking. Boot. I know why don't you have that? Because I'm not walking. Well, I'm would standing. Did you crawl over here? I'm standing. Did you crawl over here? I got something. I got many friends. I seen Steve. 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 I seen Steve. But I was, uh, he was walking in the snow. <laughs> he was walking in the snow. I remember him. Oh, I'm sorry. He was Come back to the hospital. They gave me a big walking boot. Yeah. They did. But back to Oregon. Yes. Okay. So back to Oregon. <laughs> I'll be back. Do you want some naked? Do you want some naked? Make your juice, just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want some naked? Uh-huh. Anyway, no, like, yeah. just kidding. Talk you guys, anybody want some juice? Actually, yes. Yes, here. These are the best. They are. Thank you. Yeah, and it is naked juice. It's better naked. Naked. Yeah. No, not all of it. They're four dollars naked. <laughs> oh, just one sip? Yes. How much? One quarter of it or something? Just one. I'm take a sip and get to it. Do you want to make it? No, thank you. Do you want to make it? No. I love this stuff. I'm okay. addicted. Oh, good. Yeah. Don't say that. Sad. Addicted. That's a powerful word around you. Yeah. It beats the hell of what I've been addicted to. That's, that's true. Yeah. It's a fairy glass. It's a fairy glass. Do you want to sip? Do you want to sip? Just a sip of some mangoes. <laughs> Just one sip. Yeah. All right, so you yeah you uh, left your when the earthquake happened in, in California yeah <laughs> there was an earthquake and uh, uh, and so when I was working at this the school bus yard and uh, we had heard about the earthquake in yeah. California so uh, I I remember uh, flying back and uh, it was it was cold it was definitely cold so cold that you know uh, go outside and your nose and ears freeze up you know what I mean. Uh, uh, it was a pretty cold winter, and uh, when I got back here, my brother's—he uh, has two two dogs, two pit bulls. They had, uh, uh, you know, went crazy when the earthquake happened, and uh, one of them wrapped the the uh, leash around his neck, 
And yeah, and, and uh, so he had to go to the veterinarian uh, because it was a, uh, um, he had hurt himself pretty bad. And uh, so I was helping my brother out uh, and uh, he uh, had just gotten a wreck with uh, Harley Davidson, mm-hmm. you know, um, and... Uh, and was that related to the earthquake? Yeah, it was at the same time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Same time this happened. He wrecked his bike. So uh, I was helping him out as much as I can. And uh, I didn't get back to Oregon until the summertime. And the change of weather from the wintertime to the summer was, it was just amazing to me. You know what I mean? And I was like, uh, Mother Nature is uh, really, you know, uh, it's just an amazing thing, you know. And I learned to respect the fact that, uh, you know, uh, you know, the power of, you know, so you have the elements, right? You have yeah. water, you have fire, you have earth, and how powerful they are, each and every one of them. And when there's an earthquake, especially, you have to be careful uh, because, uh, you know, cause fires and, uh, and so forth. But uh, uh, it kind of... Uh, led me to have a nervous breakdown. And, really? Yeah. And so, what was it? Was it the earthquake or was it the change in the weather and yeah. having the respect for yeah. nature or just a lot of things at the same time? Yeah, I think it was a, a combination of everything. And mm. because of that, uh, I, ha- I, I began to uh, um, I began to think more like a criminal yeah. You know, to where uh, I wanted to rob as many stores as I could. Wow. Yeah, because it was a rush, you yeah. know. And so I began I began a, a crime spree that, uh, you know, uh, sometimes I would rob Baskin Robbins. Yeah. You know, sometimes I robbed a lick store. Yeah. Uh, a bank, you know what I mean? I, yeah, I did uh, many bank jobs. Uh, and, uh, because of that, uh, you know, I learned that the life of crime can lead to, uh, some very, uh, dangerous, uh, paths, you know? Yeah. And um, all this was in Oregon? Yeah, it was all in Oregon. Oh, man. So, yeah. I'm going to break in. So, how do you feel, looking back, that the relationship had to do with it, that you were married yeah. and, and then you decided to leave? Right. Do you feel that that played a role in the breakdown? Um, you know what's interesting is that uh, it never really came up. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I I can look back now and say it did play a role because, uh, you know, uh, if uh, in the back of my mind maybe I hadn't been thinking about, you know, well, I, you know, I just left my wife. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, uh, you know, uh, and... Uh, uh, you know, what, you know, had, uh, what was the whole uh, um, reason for that? You know what I mean? Could, I, I couldn't figure it out. So, yeah, yeah that, that was part of the breakdown. But uh, I ended up in uh, Napa State Hospital. Uh, and uh, I was there and uh, I ended up staying there for nine years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I got to see a side of 
Uh, and that's a psych hospital. It's, it, yeah, it's yeah, Napa yeah. State Hospital is, is a psychotic hospital. And, uh, and it was pretty uh, interesting. A lot of the uh, books that I read, because I started reading a lot, okay. you know, but mostly it was just fiction. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Hey, I don't, under, don't underplay fiction. fiction. You know, there's truth oh, really? in fiction. Yeah. Well, you know what? I like I like uh, historical fiction. Okay. Yeah. You know, I like stuff like uh, uh, you know the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, I like uh, I like I like yeah I like cowboy and uh, cowboy days. Uh, but uh, I also like. Um, you know, um, kings and knights, you know, yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that too, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, no, so there was a lot of writers that I was interested in. I read a lot of, like, Lawrence Saunders, uh, Harold Robbins. Yeah, these are older <laughs> older authors that you may not know. Maybe, uh, how about John Grisham? You know? Yes. Yeah. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Yeah, I've, uh, I've read many of John Grisham. Yeah, yeah, he's Damn, in there. son. Yeah. John Grisham is a uh, uh, <laughs> one man with the Time magazine. <laughs> John Grisham reference, yeah. but uh, so uh, you know, I, I ended up uh, after going through Nap State Hospital, getting some treatment through the VA hospital in Oakland. Okay, yeah, uh, and uh, and they got me some help, and that's where I decided that uh, you know. Um, I was going to live a life in recovery, yeah. and uh, it's ever since uh, I've come to believe that uh, you know uh, receiving help uh, through twelve-step programs uh, uh, does work. But you know what? Uh, at this point in my life, I'm I'm not. It's not a priority, you know, because the truth is. Uh, well, let me go back some. Here's the thing. Uh, I have a sister and two half-brothers that are older than me, so I was the youngest. And uh, I was born in 1968. Yeah. You know, which is the late 60s. You know what I mean? So I can say that I was born in the 60s. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, uh, and so that, you know, let me, let me just say that, you know, I... From the time I got out of the military when I was still in my 20s to now, uh, it, it's just a blink of an eye. It just mm. goes by so fast yeah. you know, that, it's, that it's amazing. You know what I mean? I mean, next thing you know, you're 50 years old and you're like, what? Wow. <laughs> yeah. I hope that's not true. It goes by, <laughs> it goes by believe me. So, you know, <laughs> uh. yeah, yeah, it goes by. I, I would have never thought that, but... What it comes down to is the person that told me you should be yourself and, and not and follow people gave is right advice. You know what I mean? Be be your own person. You know, don't follow people. Don't join gangs. Don't uh, you know? I'm not saying necessarily that you can't be a part of groups. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of good groups in the world, but uh, the black club. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't tell you about that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> It's this group at uh, De Anza Community oh, okay. College, so shout out to De Anza. <coughs> but they, uh, it's like the social justice group I was talking about. Uh, but yes, don't join groups, be yourself. Yeah, yeah, because, uh, you know, life is too short. 
You know, life, life is, is too short. And when I, when I said to myself, what is life about? You know what I mean? Like, you know. What age were you when you asked that? Uh, I was like, before, I think I was around. After the military. This is before. I think I was like 16. Okay. And, uh, you know, somebody said, well, one day you'll know. You know what the big picture is. You know you uh, like like it was some kind of uh, you know big secret that you have to wait to be like you know in your forties or something to uh, you know to to know what really and, and really it's simple. Really, you know, it's simple. This is was well, my own opinion. Really, my own opinion is uh, that life is about choices. Real simple. The choices we make, you know, the choices that I made today when I woke up was, am I going to get out? Of, am I going to get out of bed? Am I going to get out of bed today, or am I just going to lie here all day? <laughs> you know, am I going to make a phone call? Am I going to, uh, you know, what am I going to do? Uh, and and so, uh, you know, we all have to live with ourselves. Simple, you know what I mean. And so for me. Uh, I don't want that regret, you know, to be uh, wherever it is. You know what I mean? Oh, man, I wish I would have did that. Or I wish I would have said that. Or I wish, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, I could have, you know, you know, because the truth is, is that life is too short. That's the truth. And life goes by so fast that, you know, uh, you know, um, if you don't respect Mother Nature, you know, that's what I was talking about, you know what I mean? Where it got me so crazy was because uh, I didn't realize how powerful that is. And that could be, uh, in recovery, they talk about higher power. Well, that could be your higher power, you know what I mean? Something that's more powerful than you is Mother Nature. Mother Nature is super powerful. You know what I mean? And like, like right now, we all know what the weather is like. But who knows? We go to bed tonight and tomorrow it could be freezing. You know what I mean? We don't know. Mother Nature knows, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> there is some probability that it will freeze. But yeah, I see yeah. what you mean. Well, it might yeah. not, but I mean, you know, we can have an earthquake. I don't know about tornadoes. No, an earthquake, that's real. Yeah. This uh, is California. That's That really can't happen at any moment. An earthquake okay. prediction is terrible. So. What about this eclipse happening? Come over here. What about I want, this I, you have to be close to the thing. Yeah, what, about, what about the eclipse? And that state that is just being overcrowded. That little hick town. As close as you can to this thing. What about that little hick town? Hick town. Where's the eclipse arising at this year? It starts up in Oregon and ends up in South Carolina. Okay, for the first time in how many years? Nobody's up on that? 1979? No, it's... I should be. No, it's even... It's even... It's a even, long time. It's even more years than that, you guys. <laughs> it's even more years than Wait that. Wait a minute. We're arrive at the, what's the point that? It's, it's, uh, it's, 
Illinois, I think, isn't it? No, no. What? It's North Carolina, right? Yeah, and the South Carolina. There's an area somewhere in the Midwest where you can see it for the longest, and it's like two minutes and twenty seconds. Where where everybody is packing in? Yeah. On the twenty fourth. Oh, on the twenty first. On the twenty first to see the eclipse. That's cool. For these two minutes, everybody's camping out. I mean, they're packing in from all over the United States to see the eclipse. Because it's not going to happen uh, again for... Speaking of, speaking of nature, I don't know. Exactly. Wait, so uh, this is a good thing, right? Yes. That's... Did you see me? Yeah, for... <laughs> for, for so many... So many hundreds of years, right? Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I don't like know. 400 years. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, because the moon passes the, the sun every 400, I mean... Well, it's about it's like a, it's an alignment thing. Yeah. Everything has to be lined up, because the, the moon is always going around the earth, the earth is always spinning, and the earth is always going around the sun. But they're always in different spots, you know, and the three have to line up in a, a specific way. In order for you to get that eclipse, so it's like if if the three of us are walking randomly on a path, how many times are we going to be aligned so that you know we're all lined up? The funny up? thing it's about a, it, it's more complex, but that's that's the issue. The funny thing about it is, this four year old I babysit, <laughs> he knows more about the solar system than the four of us sitting here. Oh yeah, but it doesn't matter because we have Google now. <laughs> <laughs> that actually. As long as all the data is out there and one person knows it and they upload it, then we all can know it if we need to. I was like, I could it. search it, but it's I just, just did amazing. It. It's just amazing to me this the solar system. You should get into that. Not not astrology. All right, if you're not already into it, let me try to convince you not to get into it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, but astronomy. Astronomy. Yeah, it's very mathematical, but it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And it's it's like it's the kind that you can see. It's geometry, mm -hmm. you know. So you can just look and say, "Oh yeah, that's true. I see how that's true." Yeah. You know that reminds me of uh, uh, my childhood going camping. I had a godfather, uh, right? My uh, mother's uh, friend, brother-in-law, became my godfather. And uh, he, his parents had a uh, cabin uh, somewhere in Bear Valley. And uh, we used to go out there uh, in the summertime and camp out and shit like in a meadow, right? Big meadow, clean, you can smell the air and shit. It's like on, on top of a hill. There's no trees around, so you can see the sky perfectly. We, I remember lying out there, uh, you know, in my sleeping bag, looking up at the sky and... Uh, tripping on, you know, uh, the stars. And uh, the only ones I can remember today are the Big Dipper and yeah. the Little Dipper. You know I mean, there's so many other ones, right? But those are the ones that if I, tonight, went outside and looked up in the sky, I could recognize where they're at. Yeah. So it's something that, you know, uh, a childhood memories that, that stuck with me, you know, that's since we're on the, on the subject of... Uh, solar system and planets stars are uh uh you know million years old however billions of years old and they're still bright they're still they're still up there you know uh in the sky uh and uh you know they'll be they'll be they'll be there when we're long gone you yeah. know what i mean they're there when we, before we were born and they're there when we're long gone but uh 
you know, I know there's, I know like if you have a good, one of those good uh, telescopes, you can see like different uh, solar, uh, solar, you know, like fucking uh, yeah. universes or whatever's out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if they're out there, I don't think you'll be able to see them. But uh, it's a, it is amazing how it's, it's still fascinating. And I don't know, like you said, even as an adult, looking into the sky is like one of the craziest things about being a human, like a common human ex- experience across time. Any culture where it's just like you look at the sky and you're like, what the fuck? What the fuck is going on? That's right. crazy. Yeah, you're just looking at, and you, there's nothing, you can't, you can't reach up and touch it, you know? But it's there and it's bright. So it's kind of like mesmerizing. Yeah. And uh, I spent some time in uh, Alabama and I remember riding my bike home at night and there's no, it's like there's no city lights where really. we were way out in the country and uh, just looking at the sky like it was a fucking movie. Like, like I didn't even really notice the sky until I went to Alabama. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this is wild. What is, it's so simple. It's just looking up. But at the same time, it's like grand and it's, it's, it's almost moving just to be able to see the sky. Uh, and another thing about the Big Dipper, a lot of those constellations, they'll say like, oh, this is a bear hugging a cat. But really, it just looks like, you know, it doesn't no, look no, anything no, no, like that. No doubt. No doubt. It doesn't look no, like no, no, anything like that. The Dipper actually looks like a Dipper. Yeah. You know, it's fair that that's the one you remember. Yeah. A lot of them, unless it's a snake. Uh, they don't look anything like what they're supposed to be. So, to the point of memorizing them, well, this isn't ancient Greece or anything. Has anybody ever seen a, uh, uh, a picture in the moon? There's supposed to be somebody that lives in the moon. No. You ever see that? You looked no. up at a full moon and nah, seen that? man. <laughs> Maybe, but probably not. Probably not. I remember I had access to a mini telescope, though. Back again in the Alabama days, and uh, looking at the moon is pretty, it's pretty cool. How long did you live in Alabama? Three years. Three long years. Five (laughs) Alabama years, huh? Yeah, those were the wild days. Was it hot? How old were you? Uh, It was hot, yes, and I was, uh, I think I went out when I was maybe, probably 18. How old, I mean, who did you live with? I just lived on campus, I was a student. Oh, God. And then my last year, I lived, my last year, so the first summer, I worked at uh, this internship, and I had one roommate. I they, they gave me the internship two weeks before it started, and I said, does anybody, has anybody even worked here before from this school? And they said, oh, yeah, one guy has worked there. Here's his <laughs> number. So I called him and eventually arranged to meet up with him, and he became my roommate, and I ended up moving into his house when I finally left campus, like... He, his roommate moved out and I moved in and then eventually he moved out. Yeah. But, uh, long time. And, and to bring it back to, uh, the guru's story, <laughs> Steve the guru, uh, one thing that came up, you mentioned that when you, when you had your breakdown, yeah. it was after, um, you had left your marriage. Yeah. And the you reason- You were married. Yeah. I was oh, yeah. You should have been here for a story. <laughs> How many times have you been married? I've only been married once. Oh, oh. I'm done. You were married? <laughs> oh, wait. Why is that? Wait. Are you leaving? Yeah. Is that actually why you're leaving? No. <laughs> oh, it was to grab the naked. Why? 
right. Come so, back. Come back. Seriously, when you're done, come back. You're married? You're married? When you're, when you're done, come back. That way we can't kill two birds with one stone. No, and you're going to be here tomorrow, right? I don't know. Yeah, you're always here. You live here. Yeah, but I'm usually gone. I, I've been more but and more studious. Eventually, but I don't know if I'm going to spend time here. Well, I just come to sleep most of the days nowadays. Well, you'll be and to back eat. Sunday. All right. With your recorder. All right, Sunday. Then. How long were you married? <laughs> I was married for six years. Uh, presently? <laughs> presently? Was she present? <laughs> <laughs> was she present? No. 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 So your question was Okay, the question Hold on, I gotta wait. We gotta wait. Fuck that. I'm saying the end is like you wanna join in? Yeah. We're doing a radio type of thing. It's a podcast, alright? Yep. Right now we're talking about Steve the Guru. But then we'll also ask you about your experience, you know, however, whatever you want to share. All right. All right. So for right now. So uh, what part of my marriage played a part in the breakdown? Oh, yeah. I, no, I was going to say the reason why I asked a follow up yeah. was because I felt the same way you feel right now. I was in a relationship. It wasn't a marriage, uh-huh. but I was in a relationship for a while, a uh-huh. minute. And I left the relationship. One question is, why did I leave? Which might be the same. Why did you leave? A second was, I had a breakdown one year, roughly, after I left. And the second thing is, could I, now that I know about things like coping skills, and now that I know about things like split self, is it possible that staying in the relationship, I could have learned coping skills, made it through the rough patches by learning coping skills, and been better off than if I would have left. Maybe me leaving was what I thought was good, but actually it turned out to be a situation where I was even more lonely than before. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Do you feel like you've ever thought along those lines or you think, nah, my relationship had nothing to do with me out of the blue kind of, as you said, having criminal thinking? Right. Because you kind yeah. of went from, hey, it was stable to I was thinking about robbing banks. Yeah. Yeah, well, the thing was, uh, was it was uh, the anger uh, was my driving force into uh, criminality, uh, and uh, because uh, uh, ang- the anger, uh, my anger got so uh, out of control uh, due to the fact that I was just furious, you know, with myself, but with her. Because uh, when, uh, uh, well, I should go back and say, uh, before I married this woman, before we actually got together, uh, she was a lesbian. And I actually uh, took her away from a a woman. Yeah. And and she uh, uh, became... You know, not a lesbian anymore. You know yeah. what I mean? But then six years later, uh, I found out that she was cheating on me with a woman. Ooh. You see? 
so, that's, that, so that yeah, for a lot of reasons. Yeah, but the thing is, and what I was so angry is because I did it to myself because uh, I wasn't spending enough time. You know, that's the whole thing with with uh, with relationships. If you don't spend enough time in the relationship, uh, you know, uh, especially guys, we're gonna go looking somewhere else. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so, like. When you're in a relationship, you know, it's supposed to be about, you know, uh, you know, uh, eating together, having, doing fun things, sleeping together. And I, I was doing none of that. You know what I mean? She was going, to, she was going to bed at a different time. I was, I was going to bed, you know what I mean? So we weren't actually going to bed at the same time. Uh, I would leave earlier in the morning than she would. So I wouldn't even see her until later on. And, and that went on for a, a long time that, uh, you know, we just kind of grew. She grew. You know, she. It was a work relationship or a work fling, I should say, thing. Yeah. You know, where this this uh, uh, this woman that uh, uh, you know, I didn't actually catch him in the, in the, in the uh, act, but there were. I I went home one day at, uh, earlier than I was supposed to. I right. normally would, and they were in the living room together. You know, they had the clothes on, but, you know, I mean, it was just too, it was just too, you know. Uh, so, what did you do? So, you so, when I confronted him, I said, well, what's going on? You know what I mean? And uh, uh, that's when she told me, you know, she didn't love me no more because, you know, yeah, she said, you know what, I, I don't want, I think I want to be with her. Yeah. Like that. And I said, all right, you want to do that? Fine. I'm go- I'll move out. I'm done. Okay. You know what I mean? And so... Uh, instead of trying to work on a relationship, you know what I mean. Which, well, looking back now, there was a possibility we could have we could have worked things out. You know, if I would have if I would have had well, what what led up to this? Why did until I seen? Well, look, I wasn't. You know, my whole part in it is that you know I wasn't being the the uh, the good husband, you know, to to her. You know what I mean? Yeah, that she needed. And so she reverted back to her old ways. You know what I mean? I look back now, I think about it. I'm like, well, would I have been more uh, upset and tripped out if it was a guy? That's what I was thinking. Too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is that you know, so? But it was because I knew she was. She had had lesbian relationships before. You know what I mean? If I had never known that, I might have been tripped out like, what? You know what I mean? Here she is. You know what I mean? Or that's okay. You know, hey, you know, join in. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the whole thing is, is that uh, 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 the anger rose from the choices that I made. Yeah. You see? And so that's what, that's why I said life is about choices. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like nobody... From the time that uh, you understand right from wrong, yeah, nobody makes choices for you. You make your own choices. You know what I mean? That's the truth. You know what I mean? True babies. You know what I mean? And children. Uh, yeah, you know you have parents that uh, are there to guide, support, and make choices for you. But the truth is, is that. Once you're able to recognize right from wrong, you make you make the choices. You know what I mean? You're the one that uh, decides whether or not you're going to pick up a, a drink or a, a smoke something or 
You know what I mean? Nobody made you do it. You just you chose to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No one chose. No one made me pick up a gun and go into Baskin Robbins and say, "Hey, give me all the money in the safe." You know, scare these two girls that are uh, high school kids working. You know, at Baskin yeah. Robbins and shit. You know what I mean? To death. You know, they're crying and hey, don't hurt me. Shut up, bitch. Just give me the money. That's so fucked up. Yeah, I, mean, I get a laugh just because I don't know how to deal with this level of attention. But that's fucked, man. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, the the choice that I made, uh, I couldn't deal with. And that's why... I get the money out the safe? Yeah. 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 That's fucked up. I got the money. How much was it? By the way, it's not did funny. He, did you get away with it? Or? It was did over $5,000. Did you get away with yeah, it? Yeah, I got, I got away that day. I didn't get away with it. I, oh, you didn't get away with no. it, though? But no. that day you did? A few weeks later, I, I was Got arrested. Up. Yeah. No. Those like types surveillance? of murders. Yeah. Those, Snitch, are, those yeah, are going out with surveillance. Yeah. yeah. Somebody told on me where I was at. And, oh, well. Um, so, getting back to uh, how I became, uh, it was traumatic, and became mentally, uh, you know, uh, my my mentality went from being rational to uh, um, uh, to just not psychotic, but you know, on the border of sociopath. You know what I mean? Of uh, not temporary psychosis, sort of. Yeah, yeah, that would be a good good way to explain it. So, uh, was was there any like there was no psychotic parts to it? Did you ever hear voices or see oh, things yeah. that were a part of that yeah. whole period of time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, mostly hear voices, not see. Uh, the only time I could say I seen hallucinating while well, I was under the influence. Okay. You know, yeah. But uh, it was hearing uh, uh, and uh, and so uh, that went on for um, just a few months though and getting proper medication getting on medication you know took care of took care of that you know yeah. what I mean? so yeah same so, for me yeah. dude i'm i think about that so much where i'm like today nothing crazy happened yeah. that was not always the case like when i was deep it was horrifying and there's nothing that i could have done about it huh. even when i first got on psych meds it was still like months before it was over with you know there are moments that are just burning in my memory where I'm like deeply confused and there's nothing I can do. So I'm grateful uh, that that shit's over too. But anyhow. Yeah. Well, I mean, even so, that's the thing. When we're in that kind of state, the choices don't really seem to be like, uh, uh, you know, um, like uh, our, you know. Willie. Right. 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 I, I agree. I think that when sometimes I make the mistake of saying, I did a carjacking because I had no choice. Well, that's not really true. But what is true is that the scenario that I thought was the real scenario was false. And I didn't have a choice to have that false belief. And the options that make sense within that belief are the, are not the, the best options to choose from. Either I gotta commit suicide, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, I gotta jack this car, or this. And all of them were bad. And the, the decision the, the perception that those are my real options, that wasn't my choice. But I did have cho a choice. Uh. So I agree. It's not like you don't have choices. Uh. It's just that they kind of get, you can 
they can be fucked with if you have mental health problems. Exactly, exactly. Or maybe your ability to make decisions yeah. is fucked with. Yeah. And you still can, but yeah. you're always you're working in a different range than, than normal. And it's yeah. hard to describe that sometimes. Yeah. But that's the whole thing too, is society what is normal, you know? Society's uh, way well, not being you know, paranoid, hopefully it's yeah, normal. I, mean, I hope that I this mean, is the real world and not the delusional world. But you're right, yeah. I, there's no way to uh, it's not I mean it's, <laughs> it's no way to it's, really all know. it is is really through history. History's you know, told us, you know, well, you know, you, you shouldn't uh, steal from somebody else because it's, you know, it's yeah, wrong. But it's, it's wrong. I don't see what you're that. getting at. Yeah. Don't do that. Or, you, know, uh, you know, you shouldn't drive drunk. It's bad for you. Yeah. You know, those two, those two statements are, you know, uh, uh, you know, it'd be rational for everybody to think that way. But what if, what if nobody ever said that? Yeah, you know, it'd be like, well, we're well, it's okay, it's okay to do, it's okay to do that kind of stuff. It's okay uh, to stab uh, strangers because you know you don't know them. Yeah, it's just like if you, if the word crime or criminal or correctional facility, if that all those were never brought up in some form, they didn't create those words, then there wouldn't be. Wouldn't be a legal system. There right. wouldn't be jails. There right. wouldn't be someone saying, "Oh, you're a criminal." Right. Oh, why'd you commit that crime? Yeah. There, those words wouldn't exist. They, yeah. they would have to come up with another word for it. But so, if the, no one, so the no people one ever that brought that to yeah. mind. So, the, so that's like that. Like, like we're supposed to make choices that fit that. Those, you know what I mean? Don't yeah. fucking, you know commit a crime don't yeah. you know we're that and if we don't make, don't if we, we don't do like, that you know what i mean then you're making the wrong choices yeah. like <laughs> in right? school they'll say no cussing don't <laughs> cuss don't right. talk bad don't use foul language right but if someone never created those words then we would have never knew that part of that language like cussing and all yeah. that we wouldn't know that mm-hmm. and then nobody would be cussing but somebody brought that into the picture somewhere along that timeline. And I think another way of looking at it is uh, what what things have to go together, like what's consistent with the other stuff. So if you say, okay, uh, we're going to drive on the right side of the lane, okay, then uh, it's consistent that the other person coming at you would also have to drive on their right. Not because it's the right thing, but just because if you do, if you've already made one decision, then the other one naturally makes more sense than having one on the right and the other on the left because then they might crash. So it's almost like once something is burned into the culture, then everything else has to fit around it. And what were the original things? You know, if the original things are this is people can, I mean, we go over, we went over this in uh, philosophy, but ownership, right? On one hand, it makes sense. You know, if you, you bought this land, you, you own it, somebody else owned it and they sold it to you. But you go back far enough and no one owned it. So where is it okay for suddenly somebody to own it? And if, if it's okay for people to acquire out of nothing, well, it gives an advantage to the first people who acquired because then when they get rid of it, they get to sell it. But they didn't have to buy it. Right. And people can come up with all different ways to justify it. But at the end of the day, it's fucked. It's just like the right side of the lane. Someone just decided it's okay now. You know, it's cool for me to own this now, and that's it. And now everything else has to be consistent 
with me already owning it or everything has to be consistent with my idea of what society should be like and if society should be you know a world where everybody's below six feet then if you're six foot over you're if you're over six feet you're a criminal because you don't belong in my society because it's not consistent with what I thought is good I think this is good therefore the, and you can see this like you said history you know um, where people are literally uh, it becomes a crime just to exist basically if you if you're in the wrong spot at the wrong time um, because that's just the rules somebody set up these are how we set it up you don't like it leave what if I can't leave well then you got to deal with it yeah. you know and it, it's true there is a like slippery nature to a lot of this stuff but now, I don't know much about uh, you know anarchy or no. Lawlessness. Let me first say this. You look like an anarchist, all right? So don't, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. don't, don't wear an anarchy t-shirt. Yeah. People will believe you. They'll yeah. think you know everything about but it. The whole thing is, you know what I mean? I mean, they're, you know, what I do know is that they are uh, against, you know, society's laws, rules, uh, you know, uh, civilization, you know, uh, organization, uh Government, they're against the government uh, because uh, nobody should be in charge, right? You know what I mean? Who, yeah. You know, if we're all made equal, if we're all equal, why is somebody telling me what to do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? how, how is that? So, so you know, I mean, you know, it comes down to, you know, we can live like animals in just a food chain or, you know, uh, you know, uh, being civil living as a citizen in a society uh, is uh, something that, you know, it just goes with my whole, uh, you know, history of what I've been talking about for my life. You know what I mean? I was never uh, taught how to be a citizen. You know what I mean? I was never, no one taught me. I didn't have a father that said, well, you know, you're going to, when you become 16, get a job. You know what I mean? And, work and pay taxes you know what i mean and uh and you know when you become 18 you're gonna vote and you know what i mean like yeah, that i'm yeah. just saying you know the whole to become a what is they call it what do they call it uh civilized uh, a uh, productive member of society yeah, yeah you know what i mean i mean yeah you have to be socialized uh, in and that's the part that's tricky yeah and then what about these people that are like well it's never too late you can still be you can still be a productive member of society <laughs> it depends on what they mean if they mean working at goodwill then yeah, maybe they're right that's <laughs> i mean you know uh what do you you know look i work for uh this this guy who uh he's uh um he owns uh he lives in oh, well he owns two home two victorian homes right next to each other One's right across the street. They're corner houses, right? They're built in 19, 1904, I think, you know, 1904 and 1907 or something. 1900s, right? These Victorian homes. They're huge. One of them, the one that he just bought that lives across the street, uh, it used to be a uh, um, four, four apartments. Made in, it was made into four apartments, you know, the Victorian home. Right? So you got like doors fucking everywhere, you know, all kinds of different doors going different ways up the, it's a two story. And, uh, 
So he's gutting, gutting the whole building and redoing it from scratch. You know what I mean? And I just, I'm like, first off, how the fuck do you got so much money that you can just do that? You know what I mean? I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's sickening to me. You know what I mean? This guy, <laughs> you know, it's sickening. And this guy, I mean, you know, I mean, he fucking owns like six cars and shit. And I'm like, fuck, I don't have one car. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this you dude can't is, be mad at that guy. How did he get his money? Did he earn it honestly? Yeah. Well, he, he said, uh, he used to be a, uh, manufacturing engineer. Oh, yeah. You can't be mad. A yeah. lot of engineers are more humble than people give them credit for, man. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. Right? <laughs> yeah, like engineering. People don't know this because it's hot here, but it's like it's not the same as being a lawyer or a doctor. You don't get automatic respect. It's like the geek of the professionals. You know, it's not really like just recently within the last ten years, engineers have really been winning. You know, owning companies and shit like that. But a lot of older engineers are like, dude. It's hard to, like, you reach a ceiling eventually where you're being, your manager is making way more than you, and you have the skill set of actually building shit, and they have the skill set of, like, telling, managing people, and it's always going to be more valuable in the company. So unless you're willing to completely learn, for, forget what you know and learn about management, you're not really going to be, about, it's not like there's a ceiling for what you can do, or there used to be a bigger ceiling. Now the game's all fucked up because of Silicon Valley. Um, transistors and whatnot, but who knows? It could be a phase. Yeah. The point is, let this guy, you know, live his yeah, dream. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, it, 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 part of it's probably a little envy, you know, fucking, I'm like, man, you know what I mean? Because this is like, my, he's my age, you know what I mean? And this dude's got, you know, everything that, you know, he wants, you know. Yeah, anyone ever wants. You know, I, I mean, it's just, it's, it, to me, I'm like, wow, you know, but, uh, you know, I'm grateful for the, the the work that he's given me, you know what I mean? He said, I got work, a whole year's worth of work for you, you know, if I want it, you know what I mean? And and uh, so I'm like, yeah, you know, I mean, shit. So that's cool. But uh, what was I? I kind of got off the topic of what it was saying. So I'm kind of right, winding down to what's happening now with my myself. Really, is just you know, uh, really like you know, I, I'm not uh, gun ho about. Uh, ha- living a life of twelve-step recovery. Really? Yes. Uh, and due to the fact that uh, um, uh, I've tried it before and uh, it worked. Uh, it, it works, but it's a lot of work. You know, people say, oh, it's simple. It's a simple program. Anybody can do it. It's not really true. <laughs> really. I mean, I'll just be honest. You know, I mean, you know, uh, you, you have to spend a lot of energy, you know, uh, in, uh, in, in uh, a 24-hour period of life. You're going to go ahead uh, and you have to say, you have to commit to going to meetings. You have to do the 12 steps. You have to read the literature, work with your sponsor, uh, you know, um, do service. This, it's, it's a way of life that if you throw yourself into it and that's all you do, that's all you do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's not what I want to do. Yeah. 
I want to do something. I want to spend my energy and my time doing something else. Now, that's not to say that I'm uh, saying, well, when I leave here, I'm going to go and get high. No, yeah. I'm not saying I'm going to use anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? What I'm saying is that uh, I just don't have the energy to spend on recovery like that. You know what I mean? Uh, so, so wait. Well, yeah, I'm gonna use the restroom, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what a professional! Damn, daddy, where'd you? Damn, daddy, where'd you find this? It's time for the break. It's time for the break. It's time for that break. It's time for the break. It's time for that for that for the break. It's time. It's about that time. It's about that time for the motherfucking break. It's time for the break. It's, uh, it's time for the break. Shut back What were we? The twelve steps. You're against it. <laughs> you're, you're against it. <laughs> I'm not against it. I'm just saying. <laughs> the record show. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> them steps, boy. Never like them up steps. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah. no, I you, mean, you, you know, think that it works, but the way that it works is that you basically—that's your life. That's your life. And you think there are other alternatives? Yes. Well, of course there is. You know, uh, definitely. You know, it, what it comes down to is. Uh, I'm the type of person that messed my brain up chemically because I use a lot of drugs and I did a lot of things. So what's changed is that I have the addictive behavior. So what I have to replace instead of using drugs, you know what I mean, or anything, is something to replace that that because I'm going to be doing something addictively, you know what I mean? Whatever it is, you know what right. I mean? That's why like musicians are so musical because right. that's all they do, you know right. what I mean? Or talented like actors or and everything. biking, yeah. Like something. I, when I was like I, I was addicted to marijuana, mm-hmm. but when I biked, I was still addicted to marijuana because I had it all. I mean, I was selling it, so mm-hmm. I would bike about thirty miles a day and. I would bike to all these different spots, ask people, you need weed, you need weed. Eventually, they had a few people here and there, buy some weed, I'd sell a little bit. And then I would smoke, smoke with them. You want to try it before you buy it here, smoke with them. And then, next thing you know, I'll go biking. But I know now if I, like, if I really set my mind to it, and I just, like, I know weed is everywhere, though. That's one thing that sucks about marijuana is it's everywhere. Everyone's smoking. It's about to be legal. And, Somebody asked me and, for weed the other day. Yeah, and I've had people ask me for <laughs> weed, too. And I'm like, I haven't smoked in a year and five months. And then next thing you know, it just recently when I left here, I ended up, I was out, and I was, uh, I was doing good, not smoking for a while. Eventually... Um, I got the car in an accident. The headlight got smashed in, and I was stressing out. And I'm like, man, fuck everything, you know. It's like I, I'm not smoking weed. It's been a year and five months, and it's not really like doing anything for me. It's not like I'm gonna get some gold medal for not smoking weed, or <laughs> someone's gonna give me five thousand dollars. Oh, you reached 
three years not smoking, here's $5,000. Or right. five years not smoking, here's 5000 Whatever, you know. There was no prize. There was no goal towards not smoking. So I decided, eh, fuck it. I'm going to smoke. Smoke with my friend. And then after that, I was thinking like, man. It was a great feeling. I love smoking. <laughs> <laughs> so I just I just kept smoking the whole time until uh-huh. they said that I was gonna have to come back here. And then eventually I just like I smoked last night, I think. Yeah. I smoked huh. last night before I got here, but Damn, now, you now just I, got here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I gotta now I gotta quit yeah. again because I'm gonna be here at least two more months yeah. because I have to finish the outpatient nine to ten group in the morning. They told and, you you can't be smoking. Well, yeah, yeah. you can't be <laughs> That's smoking. That's why you're here. I get it. Yeah. Well, no, they, the judge said either go to jail or you go to Evans Lane because um, the whole deal was that uh, James, the case, man, yeah. case work manager, whatever, he was saying all kinds of bad stuff about me. He's not going to groups. He's not participating in anything. He's living in his car. And I'm like, well, first of all, I stayed in my car maybe two nights, and the whole two weeks, three weeks that I've been gone, I was staying at this girl's house, my dad's house, other places, right? Uh-huh. And uh, so James made it look real bad for me in court, and then next thing you know, it, I had to either choose jail or Evans Lane. Uh-huh. I'm like, going back to Evans Lane, hell no, jail, forget that. Yeah. Food there, hell no. I'm like, you know, I'll get the food here. <laughs> the are good. But I'm, not, I'm not gonna have money on my books like that. Yeah, yeah. Spreads, so, so a lot of people out there think you can't be addicted to weed. What yeah, is it? What, I believe it's what's the difference it's honestly between a lie? You can be addicted to marijuana. So I, I was addicted to it. I, I smoke. Yeah. I had to smoke every five minutes. Every hmm. five minutes, like five minutes go by, I had a timer. I didn't really have a timer, but in my head, I did. Like, yeah, timer's on five minutes. I just finished smoking. Okay. Man, five minutes go. The timer goes off. Smoking again. Yeah. Maybe wait a half an hour if I smoke some wax. Smoke again. Yeah. Then I'm like, damn, this is bad. But it wasn't bad to me because I'm just getting stoned, biking everywhere. I'm in great shape. I feel healthy. I mean, I was, I was skinny. You see me in my picture. I got my... You know, my license. I got my license and my ID. My ID from last year. Just uh, this is my license. Okay. From this, for just, just not too long ago. My this is my ID. Oh wow! <laughs> See if you put them side by side like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See like that. Just, <laughs> just like that. You see? Look how skinny I am compared to that. Wow. That's insane. That's from biking. I, 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 you know, I'm, even I'm a little bit darker. You're healthier when you're in your addiction. <laughs> I know. That's what I thought. Uh, now I'm just out of shape. <laughs> and I was a little bit darker because, I, like, you can see it's like my skin's a little red almost. My skin's lighter there. Yeah. Because I was biking. All that biking. So Yeah. Okay. So, Steve, you're getting ready to leave. One more question, all right? It's the most in question. More, uh, uh, most important question. The most in the important universe. question okay. in the ready? universe. Ready. Lines or dots? I'm gonna go with lines. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Thanks, man.
I'm a real tigger, I got triggers Dip her in honey, I will lick her Like Pooh Bear, I'm too rare You care bears, your crew scared Tape here when the fam's near Cheap shit, that's out Weekends in the kitchen, off the deep end But I'm living Ooh, cleaner than soapbox The Chef of X Podcast Mmm, delicious